Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first of our Joy Challenge check-in calls. So these calls will be every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and they will be recorded. And the calls have two purposes, or maybe more like three purposes. One is just to go over some of the Joy activities for the week so I can let you all know what's coming up and what uh, fun joy activities we're going to be doing so you know what you can prepare for and or participate in, what your options are. The second reason for this call is just to check in so that people can share their experiences and anything that they're noticing, ask questions, uh, tell us about your journaling, tell us about your progress towards your goal, if you've had some sort of win or anything like that. So it's really just an opportunity Again, for us to connect as a community and share and hear from one another. And then usually I have a topic that I like to cover on the calls, and uh, short and sweet, I try to keep them. And today's topic I want to talk about is the relationship between joy and feeling guilty, because that seems to come up a lot as people start going on the joy challenge, is the more that they're enjoying themselves, some of those Uh, guilt monsters start creeping their head up. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. And then usually on Tuesdays when we do the joy call, I like to announce the winners right here on the call and do the raffle. My raffle is a a really cool Excel spreadsheet that somebody created online and shared with everyone so I was able to download. So I get to press the button and see who the winners are. So I will do that live. I will press the button while I'm on the phone with you all and we'll see who today's thank you gift, thank you joy gift winner is. So let me start by just saying hello and welcome. And I'm so glad for all of you who are able to join live on the call. Thank you for taking some time to be on the call here today. And happy day three of Joy Challenge. It doesn't feel like we're on day three because I feel like we kind of got this challenge kicked off and started right after the kickoff call, which was a week ago. And so it feels like we've been doing Joy activities for at least a week. And then obviously as I've been preparing for those, I feel like I've been doing Joy activities for even longer than that. So happy day three of Joy Challenge, and I'm happy you all are here. So let's start with Um, One of the topics that I wanted to talk about and explain in a little more detail, and then I'd love to take any sharing from you all. And just as a reminder, there is a chat option on TalkShoot, so I do have the chat window open. And if you have questions or comments and you are on chat, I know that some of you are only on chat, feel free to ask in there, and I will also read questions from, from chat or when we get down to the comments. Or, or your comments as well. I'll read them out loud. So I want to talk a little bit about journaling. This is uh, one of the aspects of the Joy Challenge that um, when I originally created the Joy Challenge, I saw that there would be value in just doing a, a short journaling exercise. Um, I won't say daily just because this is the Joy Challenge and it's all about what brings you joy. 
but at least having a daily check-in with yourself and then seeing if there's anything that you may want to note down in the journaling practice. And I feel like I don't talk about this as often as I'd like to, and what I noticed last year are the folks who do the joy challenge journaling get a lot more out of the challenge. So I thought I would talk a little bit about what the journaling is and the purpose behind it and just give you all the invitations since we are still very early in the Joy Challenge to maybe start with the journaling activity. And I know, Lisa, you shared a little bit on Facebook about your experience with the journaling and have been journaling. So um, I know many of you are already familiar with journaling. We have Rebecca on the call who is the inventor of the Joy Journal, a tool that I absolutely love. So I know we have a lot of journaling fans on the call here today with us. So the journaling aspect of the Joy Challenge when I, when I started to follow this whole um, just doing things that brought me joy every day, and for those of you who remember my story, it wasn't when I started this process, it wasn't really about getting into a state of joy. It was more of just getting into a state of relief from being in pain or just being really sad. It was the joy activities were more just the give me that little bit of a push and a little bit of a, not so much of put me over the edge into a state of joy. So I'd almost call it more like relief activities. But as I started to do these activities, I would notice that these funny thoughts would float into my head, like I really shouldn't be taking care of myself right now. Or, um, I, you know what? You can do that as soon as you finish blah, 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 blah. Actually kind of reminds me of Cinderella. Like as soon as you finish all of your chores and all of your tasks, for the day, you can actually go outside and play. And so I had all these thoughts come up, and what I noticed was when I wrote those thoughts down, just literally just writing them down exactly as they came up, they started to be really funny. Like I started to look at them, and it's like, why are you taking care of yourself? And it was like, well, I, last time I checked, I was the one who's supposed to be taking care of myself. But it's funny how when you're doing something you enjoy and that thought comes up, it can sometimes feel like a stop sign, but when you write it down and just shine the light on the thought that you're having, it can turn into something that's really funny and also something that gives you a really good indication of what's holding you back from your joy in other times of the year. So in April, we have complete permission to follow our joy and to do something that brings us joy, but we actually have this permission all the time. And it's those little thoughts that when we write them down and shine the light on them, we start to see that are holding us back from joy. And those thoughts a lot of times are related to guilt. And so that's why I wanted to spend some time talking about guilt today. But before I do, I would love to just hear from you all as you're doing the story challenge, just whether you've been journaling or not, what are some of the things that you've noticed, the thoughts that you're having either while following your joy or the thoughts that you're having that maybe make you second-guess following your joy. Is there anyone who'd like to share? Uh, this is Isabel. I want to say that the, the whole guilt thing was so present and so in my face right away because I did one joy challenge. I did one. I did some coloring one day, and I finished this drawing that I had done. And the next day I thought, well, I did one yesterday. That's enough. And That's good I for the week. 
Yeah, well, that's good for us. That's what it was. It was like that. I was like, well, you already did that. Now you have to go back to the grindstone. Like, you're done. That's that's as much as you get. That's as much as you get for this week. Yeah, and so what what do you, when you kind of hear that, when you hear that thought of, you know, you, you have some joy, and that, that's, that's plenty for you, and that's all you get for the week. When you kind of hear that out loud, what do you think when you hear hear that? Well, I think that it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the credo of our family, you know, just that that was it. You don't, you just like, you have to work 90% or maybe 95% and then you get 5% for yourself. Right. That's it. That was a value you grew up with. No, it was really strong. I mean, you're, it was, and so it's really funny now because I'm like, well, it's my challenge. I have to do something like now because it's an assignment. Like, well, I have, I'm, I have to do something fun. Like, what am I going to do? And I thought, oh my god, the pressure. So anyway, but I got over it. It's okay. <laughs> well, and I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of folks have grown up in their uh, comments here and chat too that I'll be reading here. But I think a lot of us grew up with that. I mean, if you think about that statement of you have to, you know, you can get your work done and then you go outside and play. I remember I I literally would come home from school and I would start doing my homework on the school bus on the ride home from school while everybody else was, you know, chatting with friends and stuff. Because I was like, the sooner I get my homework done, then I can actually go and have fun. Uh And it's like, I look at, uh, you know, my my nieces and nephews have the benefit of growing up with all of this law of attraction stuff and all, the, all three, of, three of us, so two older sisters and myself, we're all kind of into the same thing. So they have the benefit of that. And my, my nephew comes home from school and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to play my guitar for a little while. And I'm like, um, I, re- I really think we need to start on your homework. Like, how much homework do you have? I have all these questions. Like, how much homework do you have today? Like, do you have math homework? Because then we need to start right away. And I have all these things that I say to him. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to play guitar for a little while. I said, I'll, I'll be right with you. And I literally have to sit there and tap you all because I'm like, this is so stressful. No, this is good. This is good. This, this, he's taking care of himself. This is exactly what we want. I think a lot of us have grown up with, and that's me, who is a huge supporter of joy. When you see it, you'd be like, yeah, but that's due. It's due. You have to do that or it needs to get done. So I think a lot of us can relate to that, Isabel. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. So I'll read some of these in chat, and then if there's anybody else who's on the phone who wants to share, I'd love to take some more sharing. Um, So Mindy's (laughs) journaling gets me through life. Uh, Karen, I'm not a huge fan of journaling, but loves Rebecca's Joy Journal. Rebecca's Joy Journal is awesome. Uh, so, Lorna, I'm glad that you're here on this call. Yeah, Lisa, sometimes I feel like I should be doing something productive and should have been waking me up, waking me up in the middle of the night, like get up and start doing something productive. Yes, there's a belief system of that. need to be doing stuff. And I feel like in today's society, too, because we're so plugged in, with technology and just the the way things move, there's such a need to constantly be doing something or being productive or checking in or checking your phone or checking your email. So I do feel like that is kind of the dominant vibration, if you will, around us. Um, Oh, I love that, Lorna. So Lorna's sharing about um, 
guilt and she was listening to Brian Adams. I love Brian Adams. I might have to listen to some Brian Adams today. Um, was listening to Brian Adams and feeling joy and fun and then and then burst into tears because the song uh, reminded you of your husband who passed away. I love that. Thanks for sharing that, Lorna. Yeah, so reminding you, sometimes the joy can remind us of some of our old joys. Thank you for sharing that and who the people we shared it with. Oh, and there's more. So her husband went to the concert on his birthday, on her husband's birthday, even though Brian Adams is Lorna's favorite singer, not his. So the memory brought up some sadness. That's good. So Lorna, with that, it's definitely good to um, write some of that down because there is some sadness as you're bringing this memory up and that's completely natural and completely normal and that's the joy that was a shared joy with someone so as part of that joy part of that feeling that we're trying to connect with here when you do stuff that you're enjoying is also to acknowledge whatever's real and whatever feeling you're having I talk a lot about self-love and people People ask me about self-love and, you know, how do you do self-love and what is self-love? And self-love is truly just the acceptance of yourself. And there is a great joy in accepting what is. And accepting a feeling of sadness is accepting what is. And it's the greatest self-love you can give yourself is just to feel whatever you're feeling and to fully feel it and immerse yourself in it. And if you're in a position that, you know, right now I'm at work or I'm, you know, interacting with somebody and this is not the moment that I can fully allow this feeling to be, then set some time apart for yourself a little bit later and acknowledge and be able to give yourself the time to actually feel that emotion. So good for you, Lorna, for taking that time and having that memory, doing the thing that brings you joy and then allowing the memory to come up and just giving yourself the gentleness to have that memory. So we're sending you lots of love. Thank you for sharing that. Self-love equals self-acceptance, yes. All right, I think I got everybody in chat. Anybody else want to share? I will, Amina. It's Karen. Um, Sorry, Miss Karen. Hello. <laughs> I've had guilt come up, you know, this time, this time around for Joy Challenge. Um, I, I can realize that it's guilt. I see it for what it is. And then I asked myself, if I was doing what I thought I needed to do, how much difference would it make, you know, in my life? Would it be a big deal if I got the house spotless before Jerry's birthday or if I just, you know, picked up a few things and swept the floor and then, you know, had some fun? Would it make a big difference? And I could, just by listening to my inner self, I'm the answer for that, found out that, you know, all these things I thought I should do, it's no big deal if I don't do it. And so the guilt is making me real conscious of that this time around. I'm really, you know, I'm grateful for the awareness of it. I love that. You're using guilt as the the sign or the guiding post to say, okay, what's, what's going on here? And that's a great question, especially when the shows come up, is how big of a difference would this make? in my day versus if you actually think about how big of a difference would a little bit of joy make in my day versus how big of a difference would having the kitchen spotless make in my day. Exactly. And just kind of, yeah, just 
just, and there's no right answer to that, right? I mean, having a spotless kitchen may bring you unbelievable amounts of joy and then absolutely do it. But if there's something else that you're being called to do in that moment, I love that idea of doing a joy measurement. Which one brings me more joy in this moment? Just to be aware, you know, that there is a, a question you can ask yourself and have some control over it and not just automatically do what you have to do, what you think you have to do. So yesterday or today I've been watching American Idol that I had, you know, that I had taped. So instead of doing all that, you know, crazy cleaning that I thought I needed to do, you know, Terry and I just sat and watched last night's American Idol. And that was just so much fun. I love that. Increased your joy so much. One of the things I notice, too, when I give myself permission to have joy is then I actually want to get my work done. And I get it done so much faster because now I'm like, oh, I had so much fun and I I did the things that brought me joy. Now I actually do feel. And sometimes it takes a lot. Like sometimes, sometimes it's not the same day and sometimes it's not even the same week. But it's like when I sit down to actually do it, and I normally wait for that feeling with my taxes. And when I get to that feeling with my taxes, I literally delight in finding every single receipt and all that. But if I actually said every Saturday morning, I'm going to sit down for two hours until I get my taxes done, which is very similar to the attitude my father has with his taxes, I don't think, for me, I don't think I'd find that same delight. It might work for somebody else, but for me it doesn't work that way. I, I like when I'm in the flow, I can get a lot more done. I'm finally learning to wait for that feeling of in the flow to do things like that. But for me, I was like, I was like your dad with the two hours on Saturday, I got to do this before I do anything fun at all. And, uh, yeah, it, the difference is huge in the way I feel. Love that. Thanks, Ms. Karen. Uh-huh. Anyone else have a share? Um, I'll share. I'm another Karen. Go for it, Miss Karen. <laughs> <laughs> we Karen are the legions of Karen. I'm I'm Karen from DC. Karen from DC. Hi, Karen. I know who Hi. Karen from DC is. Good. Um, and that was that was a cool success story. I am still slightly in the middle on some of this. Um. And I'm, 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 it's been really interesting for me to pay attention to the, 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 the impulse for joy, particularly in the mornings, um, when I'm trying to think what, what, what would doing, what would it bring me joy to do right now first? Um, and I'm, and frequently it's not the thing I feel like I ought to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and I and I wanted I, I since I have the option I'd like to sort of check in with you because I I read when I read the description of the way to choose your goal um, and and you and you suggested that that the goal should be the thing you've been working toward with every traditional method you feel that you can and and it's not and and, and it's just not budging. Um, and and then also the one that seems like the most important in your life right now. And I'm not certain that those are quite the same thing for me. 
um, that the the thing that is sort of most important, I keep getting paralyzed on, and I want to make progress on it, but I also, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how to apply this method, or whether that whether that's still the right goal for the joy challenge for me. Got it. Okay, so a couple of things over here. First of all, um, the right goal for you, you can have more than one goal, first of all. And mm-hmm. in terms of the right goal, I describe them in a number of different ways, and there's a reason for that. For some people, it's I've tried absolutely everything, and nothing has worked, and maybe I should try joy and try mm-hmm. that. And for other people, it's your deepest heart's desire that you want so badly that you're paralyzed to even take any steps towards. And those mm-hmm. could be the same thing. And this could be two very different things, and both of them would work just as well. Or it could just be your average run-of-the-mill goal. I mean, a lot of people have said to me, I'll have, like, I've been sitting here trying to think of my heart's desire, and I'm getting nothing over here. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking of something, and I'm working a long time, and I'm getting nothing. But you know it would be kind of nice? It'd just be kind of nice if I had some extra money. Like, can that be my goal? And the answer is absolutely yes. So it doesn't have to be exactly one of those or something else. It's just what works best for you over here. I would go just based on your sharing with the one that you're feeling paralyzed by because if you're feeling paralyzed by a goal, then it definitely could use some lightening up, some love, and some joy in how you get started with it. sounds like there's just the the idea of of, um, that goal has so many expectations and so much, so many shoulds and so many ought tos and mm. so many. There's a right way to do it, and I can't mess it up, and I don't want to do it the wrong way, and all. And that's why it's hard to, to take any action towards it because you spent so much time and energy thinking about how it should be done. So exactly, just, it's yeah. It's so wired up like a guy talks dummy. I'm but, sorry. Exactly. So just based on what you've said and the way that what I'm hearing from you. I would say that would probably be, if you wanted to just choose one, that would probably be the better goal to give up any quote-unquote work on it and just allow it to be as it is and just put some joy in that area. Does that help? Yes. Yes, that, cool. that does. That does. And Thank then you. You, can secret, you can secretly have more than one, and it's okay. You can have three if you want. <laughs> I choose I choose one and one A. <laughs> exactly. See, you're laughing. That means that brings you joy and that's the perfect right answer then. <laughs> yes, that is the perfect right answer. I feel lighter about it already. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Um, now, I, I have a question about goals and this might be kind of a, a roundabout question. I, I haven't really thought through it, but I'm going to try to ask it. Is this Amanda? It is. Sorry. Hi, Amanda. I came in late. I was on a conference call, and I was like, I have to get on another conference call. Uh, (laughs) I got to (laughs) go. Liar. Uh, Technically true. Technically technically true. true. It is technically true. So I'm just going to give the example um, because I'm not sure how to articulate my question. So, like, if we have all sorts of goals in our life that we're, we're working towards that aren't our specific joy goal. So like I have fitness goals that I want to meet every week. 
um, that's totally unrelated to, like, my actual goal for Joy Challenge. So I've been feeling really bad when I've been saying, like, working out today doesn't give me joy. I don't want to do it. And at the same time, there's a voice in my back of my head that's like, if you want to make your fitness goals, you've got to do this every day. Um, and I guess I'm just having a hard time letting that go because it has nothing to do with my actual goal. It's just me not wanting to work out. And I'm like, am I just using Joy Challenge as an excuse to not do what I, I'm supposed to do, you know? So if you could kind of address that. I can, and I really appreciate you asking this um, question. And here's why. So enjoy challenge our goal enjoy challenge is to do one thing every day that makes you that brings you joy and the idea of living 24 7 in joy is fantastic and i think that that should be all of our goals and something that we work towards but it's not always realistic and can also rob you of your joy if you're trying to only do things all day long that bring you joy some of you may have a thing called work that you have to go to, which some days may bring you joy and other days may not bring you so much joy. And as much as I'd love to, like, write you a note for your boss to say, I'm sorry, we're doing joy challenge, so-and-so, Amanda can't be at work today. The realistic, the reality of it is there might be things that you do this month that do not bring you joy. And that's absolutely 100% okay. As long as you're adding things to your day or doing one thing every day, or replacing maybe one of those. Like maybe one day during Joy Challenge, you don't go work out. And that's your getting rid of a should and doing something that brings you joy, even though it's not, quote, unquote, directly related to your goal, even though it has nothing to do with whatever your Joy Challenge goal is. But it's not, uh, okay, this this is April and it's Joy Challenge month, so if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not going to do it. And if we did that, we probably wouldn't have anyone paying their taxes this month. So that is a clarification and it comes up every single time and people who do try to only do, and I'm not saying this is you, Amanda, but I've seen this happen in every joy challenge where the energy, especially as we get started with joy challenge, is so fun and it has so much big energy in there that people get so excited about the whole idea of joy and then eventually they can't keep up. Like maybe, you know, we're on day three. So maybe for three days they can eliminate anything that does not bring them joy from their life. But by the time they hit day five, they have to do something that's not joyful. And it's almost like it's such a huge letdown from just being in joy, joy, joy world. So my recommendation for all of us is to keep in mind that there are things that you um, may be needing to do during the day for your children, for your job, for your health that are not your highest joy. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You will be doing those things just make sure that you add one thing every single day that brings you joy. And as long as you get one in, whatever that one is and whatever area it's related to, it does not have to be a direct relationship to your goal, know that you are actually accomplishing joy challenge. But Amanda, if you want the excuse that you don't have to work out this month, I can answer that question again completely differently. That was a joke. Yes, uh (laughs) yeah i appreciate that clarification and i'm sitting here thinking like i still might not work out today (laughs) (laughs) because i think going to target would bring me more joy than going to (laughs) love it hello hello amina this is holly from oregon hello and um I, I was thinking about this last night as I was also having difficulty. I think I almost um, 
you know, I told my husband, well, really, this is such a challenge for me. My joy would be not even having to do this. That is really where I found myself. Um, and uh, because the idea of joy to me was also the idea of what love was shown to me. And to, and to me, it was a mountain. And what I'm understanding through this, this is my first challenge and um, um, I, I, I feel as if it's a chipping away of my old self to allow my new self to emerge. And I greatly appreciate this challenge, even though I feel such resistance. Um, it, it, it is exposing me to the light, and that is what I dearly, dearly want. Um, and it's, it's, I'm so... Um, I'm here, and I'm thankful to all of you um, for your example to me as you were rattling off the hello from, hello from, hello from. I was amazed at how how many people were participating in this and also highlighting the fact that I'm not alone. We all struggle with with loving ourselves, with forgiving ourselves, with handing over the guilt and the shame and accepting the fact that we can play in the mud and it doesn't matter if we get dirty. If that brings us joy, go do it. And <laughs> so, I, I mean, the bottom line is that I want peace. And if one day not working out in a traditional sense versus maybe I stretch a little bit or maybe I walk or maybe I do something else to get my body moving or whatever it may be, reading in bed for me at nighttime and absorbing those words. Um, It's, it's, um, it's, I guess I, I guess that is what I would like to add is just a great big thank you. And um, the realization that I, I deserve, we deserve love and joy in our lives and uh, so, um, thank that's you. beautifully said. Thank you, Holly. Yes, that is mm-hmm. beautifully said that we do deserve love and joy in our lives. And what I would say to all of us as we're going through this is be very gentle with yourself. We're trying something new. You know, I'm a huge fan of these 30 day challenges. That's very much in line with how I live my life. And this is probably the or sixth time I've tried to do a 30-day go-all-vegetarian challenge, and I have yet to make it two days in a row. And that's part of what's fun about these 30-day challenges is, okay, wow, this is really challenging. Like, there's people who do this all the time, and it's not challenging for them at all. And for me, it's like, well, I don't understand. I don't feel like I've eaten anything today. All I had were vegetables. And it's hilarious. And those are the things that really going back to the journaling is when I wrote that down, I have not eaten today because all I've had are vegetables. It cracks me up. These are the belief systems. These are the things that rob us from our joy or rob us from a different way of eating or rob us from just a new experience. And so this challenge is literally a gentle, easy, hey, could I put a little tiny bit more joy into my day, just a little bit more, two more minutes of joy into my day. And that's a very doable goal for most people to get two more minutes of joy into your day. But 
as many of you have seen from Facebook, as I shared myself yesterday, things come up. I mean, yesterday, I last night or two nights ago in the middle of the night, I'm driving to an airport to catch a six o'clock flight to come to a funeral. Uh, you know, one of my, Mike's very close friends passed away. There's a lot of things that come up in life that there were a lot of moments of that whole process for me that were not what I would consider joyful. But the fact that I could be present and experiencing those brought me great joy. And not joy like joy like eating a cupcake brings me or joy like winning the lottery brings you, just joy in this moment of connecting with somebody else. So recognize that even the definition, how we define the word joy, is a belief of what joy means. Sometimes having a really good cry is the thing that's exactly what's going to bring you to that place of joy. Maybe not in the moment you're doing it, but to that place of joy. So I just appreciate all of your comments, Holly, and from the the heart. And it's just a good reminder for all of us that, you know, we do deserve the joy. And sometimes the joy is not the happy, happy, joy, joy dance. And sometimes it is. And all of those are beautiful in the moments that we're having. Amina? Yes. This is this is Rebecca. You know, Rebecca. I think part of the genius of the joy challenge too, it's recognizing like in the past tense, like these were the joys throughout the day, kind of like joy happened to you. But I'm having a wonderful transformation is that I am planning on a joy activity for the day. Because I noticed that a lot of us on Facebook were going through a challenging time like you are, kind of down in the weeds. And so, like, I'm in one of those times, too, where I'm kind of down in the weeds, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in charge of my life. I'm going to plan a joy today. Well, yesterday, mm-hmm. was, you know, taking that time to walk to Starbucks to savor the chai. Or today, even though there's stuff happening all the time, it feels like we're in the swirl, I'm going to, I'm going to choose joy today and take some time to do a puzzle. You know, you know, sipping on hot water with lemon while doing a puzzle. So I think that's part of this neat joy challenge experience, too, is experiencing the simple joys and the gratitudes for things that have happened to us, but also planning for a joy and calendaring and taking time for a joy activity to kind of keep our boat afloat during challenging times. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely think that is a huge portion of self-love, right, is, okay, I'm no matter what's going on, I'm just taking two minutes for myself. And then, Rebecca, like you're saying, you can it could be a plan for a joy activity and even just sometimes anticipating that joy, like anticipating your walk to Starbucks. How much joy is there in just anticipating that later today you're going to be doing something joyful? You know, for a lot of us, and, and yes, and I've been bringing activity. people. Yeah, and I've been bringing people with me, like, hey, you know, to my husband, hey, my joy activity today is I'm going to watch the Starbucks. Want to come with me? Oh, yeah, he just had a joy activity. And then when we got back, of course, we were all so much lighter, and then my son joined us, and then the three of us were walking to the neighborhood to look at the flowers. So isn't that great? It ended up not being a guilty, selfish thing. It actually spread joy to two other people. I love it. I love it. And that's the beauty of this. You're right. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so I'm going to move on, and I can stay um, after the call, too, if there's other folks who have questions and stuff. I'm happy to 
stay on in chat. So I'm going to um, read a couple of the things from chat because you all have been busy here on chat. And uh, Nancy made a great comment that I think would be helpful too for thinking about joy and um, sitting down and working on a big spreadsheet for work and chose the joy of being finished with it rather than resistance of doing it. So pre-paving and thinking in the future of what joy is done in that accomplishment for things that you quote-unquote have to do or feel like you really need to do would not be your joy activity for the day. To even turn those around, turn those on their head and go, oh, it's going to be so joyful when I'm done with this. I love that tip, Nancy. Um, Eliminating should. Yes, so as a reminder, you can add a joy activity. You can eliminate a should, should activity from your life. Or bonus, you can eliminate a should and add a joy. And getting some comments, Holly, on your sharing. That was beautiful. And on my sharing. Thank you, Lisa. And I'm realizing that I have more control on how I feel emotionally by doing something joyful. It's very much in line, Rebecca, with your sharing. Uh, planning joy is a new habit. I like that. <laughs> our new daily habit, plan joy into your day, should be the top of our to-do list, plan for joy. I love that. Yeah, planning for joy during your work day. Yeah, bring, if you plan for joy in the area that is not your highest joy normally, Amanda, this is good for you too. So maybe planning for joy in the workout, you know, what can you incorporate into the workout that also brings you some joy? And just adding, sprinkling some joy into some of the areas that are not normally your highest joy activity. It's definitely a great idea. All right, so let me talk a little bit about joy and guilt and shoulds, and I feel like we have been talking about this. I want to talk a little bit more about it, uh, do a calendar review, and then I will pick the winner here for today. So when uh, we talk about joy and this whole concept of guilt that comes up, and we've already done a lot of sharing with this, I think just the main point that I wanted to bring up to everyone about when the guilt comes up when you're doing something that you enjoy, many of us are folks who like to serve and we like to do for others. And I'm very big on wanting to do nice things for people, do random acts of kindness. I love doing nice things for my family. And I've noticed with myself that when I do those from a place of burnout, even though I'm doing something really wonderful and really fantastic and whoever I'm doing it for is very thankful for whatever it is that I'm doing, when I'm doing it from that place of burnout and I'm not in that state of joy when I do it, it takes something away from that experience. So when you start to feel that guilt that comes up from that joy activity, remind yourself that you are pre-investing in whatever activity you're going to be doing later in the day, having a higher return, having a higher outcome, having a better outcome. So maybe your activity later in the day is working out or working on a resume or um, you know, doing the spreadsheet for work, or whatever that is that you, you know, are not looking forward to and is, is not the activity that you want to do. So instead you say, you know, what I really love to do is my joy activity, but I shouldn't do my joy activity because I really have a lot of work and I've got to get my work done or I really need to work out or I really need to, you know, work on this resume or whatever. If you can switch your thought pattern in that moment to say, you know what, if I do this joy activity first, I'm investing in a better outcome 
my activity that I quote unquote have to do or my activity that is not of my highest joy. I don't like using the word should, but there are things in, right now where we are in the challenge that, you know, quote unquote have tos and shoulds. Um, they don't feel like choose tos right at the moment, and I totally respect that. Just know that you're investing by putting in a little bit of time for joy. And even if it's just uh, coming up, joy planning, as Rebecca was talking about, even if it's joy planning and saying, well, I'm not going to actually get to my joy activity until later tonight. Maybe your joy activity is going out to dinner with friends. So you're not actually going to start your day with your joy activity. But as you start to think about, oh, that dinner with friends, and, you know, I don't really know. I have a lot of stuff that I need to get done, and maybe tonight wasn't the best night to do dinner. Who goes to dinner on a Tuesday night, the work night, and all these thoughts start coming. And you say, you know what, this investment in joy is going to make everything I'm doing today and everything I'm doing tomorrow go so much better. What I have learned from my experience with joy and what has helped me the most with my guilt around my experience with joy is that the more I focus on my joy, the better my outcomes are in every area of my life. And for me, what's very important is the way that people interact with me. I'm definitely a people person and the how I do things and the how present I am with other people is a high priority for me. And so when I do a joy activity, when I do something, quote, unquote, for myself, I actually know that I'm investing in my coaching practice. I'm investing in being a better leader. I'm investing in being a better wife. I'm investing in being a better daughter, a better sister. I did a program, an international conflict resolution program at The Hague, and my plan at the time when I signed up for this program was uh, to come up with world peace. And so I was like, well, I better get trained in international conflict resolution so that I can you know, create world peace single-handedly. And I went to this program, and it was the most depressing summer of my life. I sat in the classroom for eight hours a day and learned about how people were dying in every single country in the world. Many, of, many countries I've never heard of before and did not know exist, existed. And then I'm just sitting there and listening to one sad story, people fighting, groups fighting, all these, like, conflict and stuff. And whatever uh, dream I had when I walked in of being able to come up with these loving responses to things that go on in the world were every day slowly getting dashed and crushed. So by the time I got home, I was pretty darn depressed. Like I, this was going to be what I did for the rest of my life, and I was like, I can't. I, I can't even care about this anymore. I'm like so overwhelmed by the state of what's going on in the world. And so what I realized was this is too much for me and I can't do all the things that I wish I could do and that I want to do to make the entire world a better place. But you know what I can do is I could be a lot nicer to my family members. I could be a lot more generous with my parents. I could hold my tongue more when my mom does stuff that annoys me. I could just be nicer to my inner circle. And so I started there and I just started being a little bit nicer to the people I interacted with on a daily basis. And then I decided I went for a walk in my neighborhood every day, and it was like a circle around the neighborhood. And the neighborhood I grew up in, people don't really, like everyone's kind of got their headphones on and people don't really talk. Sometimes, you, you know, someone will catch your eye and you'll smile, but, you know, no one really says hi or really talks to each other. So then the second thing I decided I would do is walk around and just say hi to everybody on my walk. 
and most of them didn't hear me. They had their headphones on. They weren't even, no, no eye contact, one of those types of things, like we're pretending we don't see each other, uh, even though we're on the same sidewalk. And it didn't matter. I would just say hi to every single person. And after a while, I had a whole group of regulars who would also say hi back to me. And after a while, it became more chatting and it became more conversation. And these are the little things that start to change the entire vibration of the neighborhood I lived in. And I'm not saying I'm the one who changed the vibration of the neighborhood. What I'm saying is that by doing these activities and focusing on that joy and focusing on that connection and focusing on peace, which is what I wanted in a, in a larger scale, by focusing on that, I started having experiences of that. Was that always there? Probably. Was I tuned into it? Probably not. But the more I started doing these little things, the more I started to notice that things really flow. And that's how we got to 0% effort, 100% return, is to be in the flow. And the flow comes from these tiny little things. They don't come from these huge, big things. So many of us are like, well, i got to fix this entire situation in my life, and then I can be happy. And if you think back to it, the things that really make you happy are pretty simple. They're really just walking around the block with your family or walking to Starbucks, or they're really just connecting with somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. Somebody shared a post on Facebook of just reaching out to a friend from college. These are the little things that make huge differences and start huge things going in your life. And that's really the power of the Joy Challenge is to do these small things and just enjoy them, enjoy that moment, and know that it is creating so many things behind the scene that you may not be seeing right now, but things start flowing and goals start flowing and things you've wanted for a long time just start flowing in your direction. And that really is what we're practicing here this month. So when those little guilt demons stick their head up, I want you to do a few things. One, I want you to write it down so that you can see exactly what it is. Because for most people, I notice that when they actually take just a minute, it, it does. you can journal on it. You can, it could just simply be as simple as just writing down what that thought is. What I've noticed is most people, when they do that and they see what the thought is, they realize it's kind of a funny thought. It's usually whatever big deal it is when it's inside your head. Somehow when it's stuck within our head, it sounds really terrible. But when we see it down on paper, it kind of loses its power. I like to say turn the light on on it. It's like the things under your bed. They're so scary. But when you turn the light on, it's like they disappear. Same thing with your thoughts. So that's the first thing I want you to do is guilt. And then the second thing I want you to do is look at that joy activity and turn that guilt around to say, I'm not going to feel guilty about this because this is an investment in myself. So turn the guilt into an investment. I'm going to invest some joy in myself, and this is going to lead me and help me to do the exact thing I'm feeling guilty that I should be doing more of. I shared the story with um, you all about one of the folks who had their goal, uh, which was improvement or repair of a relationship, a family relationship, was the goal for this person um, in one of our past joy challenges. And when I talked to them, they they didn't even see how this was going to be possible to do it in a month. I mean, how in a month do you repair a relationship that hasn't been working for a long time? Like, it was just inconceivable. But the you know, person, very much like all of us, said, okay, I'll, I'm going to try it. I'm just going to do something that brings me joy every day. Let's see what happens. You know, very low attachment to thinking that they were going to get their goal. And after nine days, they got their goal. 
And when I was talking to them, because they were the, you know, that year, the first person who got their joy challenge goal. So I, you know, it's like, tell me everything. Tell me the story. I want to hear. I, I want to know all about it. Talking about it. They said they asked the person, you know, what shifted? Because something clearly shifted. They asked the person what shifted. And the person said, you've been so much happier. And so it's been so much easier to be around you. So don't underestimate the power of your own happiness, the power of your own joy, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in your family, or whether it's complete strangers on the street. There is so much to be said for when you're in that happy place, you inspire others. I'm sure you all have had an experience where you are people watching, and you're watching someone you don't even know, complete strangers, and you're watching them, and you see a moment, or you see an interaction, or you see a, you know, a mom talking to a kid, or a husband talking to a wife, or whatever, and it's inspiring, and it puts you in a better mood. And then whatever you do from there, you do it in that vibration of that better mood. So don't underestimate what a little bit of joy, that investment of joy in yourself can do. So that's what I want to talk about when the guilt comes up. Write it down, shine the flashlight on it, and then look at it instead of feeling something to feel guilty about. See if you can just gently, very gently, switch it to this is an investment in me. All right, questions or thoughts on that before I go over the calendar and pull a winner. Oh, that was very lovely, Amina. I'm I'm going to uh, be listening to that again and again. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Holly, for that feedback. Hi, I'm Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Leslie. And I, hi. And I find having negative thoughts, or even when you have bad news, true, truly bad news, you can't seem to do anything about it. If you put in some joy, it really helps because negative thoughts actually create pain in your body as well as your mental and your emotional. And I find that when I can resolve it by figuring out what the problem is or have somebody else help me figure it out, then put in some joyful activities really does help with um, pain or suffering, if you will, to be able to get rid of that or at least lessen it. I love that. Yeah, there's a physical. These thoughts also have a physical uh, outcome that are, is associated with it too, Leslie. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And joy has a physical outcome that's associated with it as well. Yeah. That's a great Thank reminder. Thank you for sharing that. All righty. So joy... Was somebody going to speak? Um, I was just going to respond one short thing to what Leslie sure. said because she just sort of something she clicked something into focus just now for me because it, it, it actually it, it sounds like the, the the universe may have been waiting for the joy challenge to unleash a certain number of challenges. <laughs> At least there, there seem to be a lot of people who are saying, "Well, I've had a tough couple of days, but." Um, and I have been to some degree. And and one of the things that I found when I've been thinking about what would bring me joy um, was that there was a natural next thought, which was, why is this the thing that brings me joy? Which Which means that a secondary benefit of the practice of the joy challenge has been understanding my own psychological position better. 
And that in itself has provided relief. Mm, that's beautiful. Your own internal working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yes, it just just keeps giving. <laughs> yeah, keeps giving. And you know what? And that's a big part of the journaling because it's hard it's hard to see it on it's hard to see your own stuff sometimes. But when you can kind of pull it out of yourself and put it in front of you and just mm-hmm. like Leslie was sharing, you know, get get somebody sometimes you need somebody else, a little bit of support with that, right? And to be able to see stuff. And when you get that out of you, whether it's on a journal or whether it's sharing with somebody else or whatever, and you start to see how your own mind is working, how your own psyche is working, there is some great joy that comes out of that. A lot of relief, mm-hmm. the relief kind of joy that comes out of that. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. I didn't catch who this was sharing. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Karen in D.C. Oh, thanks, Karen. Appreciate it. All right, my joy lovers. Let me check chat real quick. Oh, thanks, Karen. Joy, yeah, joy activities as investments in ourselves. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the calendar. If you have not downloaded the April Joy calendar, there is an April Joy calendar. Uh, the goals are actually due today, but they say tomorrow on the Joy calendar. So today or tomorrow, make sure that you get your joy in, your joy goal into me, and most people have already done so. If you are struggling with your goal or you're just not sure, please just email me and reach out. I love working with folks on goals, and I'm happy to do that with you. Um, If you're just unsure or you feel like it's either too big or not clear enough or all of that, it doesn't matter. Just email me, and I'm happy, happy, happy to work with you all. And then on Friday, I am planning to do a Facebook Live. Um, As I know, I've shared with you all already that I am out of town and we got a ticket to come out here. We haven't quite figured out the ticket back. So uh, short of me being on an airplane, I plan to be on Facebook Live at 1 p.m. on Friday. So I know some of you like to actually be there with the Facebook Live, but it also is recorded and also in our Facebook group. So I'll be talking a little bit about Joy Challenge. And then Saturday, we're giving out our first big joyful thank you gift, which is a dozen cupcakes to Georgetown Cupcakes. So I will be pulling the lucky Uh, winner's name on Saturday. Speaking of lucky winners, I am actually going to pull three winners today, and um, I'm going to be giving out my ebook that I just wrote. It just got finished. I wrote it a while ago, but it just got finished getting all the beautiful illustrations and design and layout done with it, and um, brings me a lot of joy, and I've had a lot of positive feedback on this. And it's called The Master Manifestor's Guide to Your Ungettable Get. And I've put 10 tips in for if you're trying to manifest something into your life that has been um, eluding you, these are the 10 tips that I give for people who want to manifest in and say, I've tried everything in manifesting and it's still not happening. So I put those together in a powerful little ebook. It's got a background on each one of the tips and then gives you a practice exercise where you can apply it. And our three thank you gift winners for today for the ebook is Miss Hannah Lind, uh, Miss Catherine Grassi, and Miss Donna Cater. So, congratulations to our winners, and I will be sending you all an email with your thank you gift for today. Thank you all for joining live. I want to um, respect our time, so I'm going to go ahead and end the call recording at this point. 
But if anybody wants to stay on and just wants to chat or you have questions or want to chat about your goals, I am happy to stay on with you all. So thanks for joining me live. Next call is next Tuesday and Facebook Live this Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Bye, everyone, and have an enjoyable rest of your day. Bye, Amina. Bye.